First Chronicles 16, 10-18 Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works which He has done, His wonders and the judgments of His mouth. O seed of Israel, His servant, you children of Jacob, His chosen ones, He is the Lord our God, His judgments are in all the earth. Remember His covenant forever, the word which He commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which He made with Abraham, and His oath to Isaac, and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. The essence of this prophetic psalm comes down to the fact this was connected to the uh, story of them bringing the ark and putting it into the tabernacle. The altar continued to stay in the tabernacle of Moses as the ark was brought into the tabernacle of David in Jerusalem. This was in Jerusalem, the tabernacle that was built by David. At this time, David wrote this psalm so they can praise God, and he gave it to Asaph and his brothers. And this is very noteworthy. This is these words are of great importance and for us to be able to partake in the service of tithes and offerings we need to understand that if we cannot place the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord into Jerusalem then looking at tithes we will be looking at them from the from the angle of the Old Testament which is why you hear many say today that this is this is something that was practiced only in the Old Testament it belongs to the Old Testament because they live within the Old Testament. To be able to place your, yourself into the New Testament, you need to first uh, allow the Ark of the Covenant to find its place in Jerusalem and to find its place in Jerusalem. It's necessary for the tabernacle of the Lord uh, uh, in Gibeon. If you remember the Gibeonites, they were the ones that, uh, that were were cursed and were supposed to be destroyed, but they tricked Israel. They dressed in different clothing. If you remember, uh, they took, uh, they dressed in very old and and torn up clothing and garments, and uh, they came to Israel and said, "We heard what the Lord has done with you," and asked them to make a covenant with them, and that they would be friends. And when Israel saw the way they were dressed, this was the next city they were supposed to destroy after Jericho. And so the Gibeonites were supposed to be uh, destroyed, but they were not. And so this is the nation. These these are the abilities of the mind of a Christian. Joshua said that now, going forth, you will be chopping wood and bringing water into the temple of God. You will serve uh, in God's temple, doing all of the work. And so when our tabernacle the tabernacle of Moses when we're born again 
were born with the tabernacle of Moses, the service of condemnation. But how do you pass from the service of condemnation into the service of justification? It's necessary that the tabernacle, uh, that the ark leave the, the tabernacle of Moses and uh, find its place in the tabernacle of David. So the ark of Moses or tabernacle of Moses, it's it's rare that you'll find a person today uh, that has a tabernacle in Gibeon. Because uh, that is that first step that is required, although it is the source of service of condemnation, it is the first place in order to be able to bring it then into the tabernacle of David. So when David had placed the ark in his tabernacle. David placed it before the Lord's face. The, the altars themselves were still remaining in the tabernacle of Moses at this time. And there were two forms of service happening. This was this is passing from the service of condemnation into the service of justification so that we can become temples of God where God can live. And what a long path it had to cross or go through. And so again, how does the ark come from Gibeon into Jerusalem? The priests took the ark and they fought the battle with the Philistines and lost it. And the Philistines took the ark and they said that they overcame the God of Israel. And God began to to uh, he cursed the Philistines and they be, they were plagued by different types of illnesses. And so when they uh, returned the ark, the ark was supposed to uh, be brought to Jerusalem. Um, and if you know there was a whole process that took place to get, to get it there. For us to pass from the service of condemnation into the service of, con- of justification, we need the ark to fall into the hands of the Philistines. These char- our personal characteristics that we cover up, uh, these are bad uh, genetic characteristics of our fathers that we have inherited, that we have been maybe hiding or didn't see. And all of these genetic characteristics, all of these cities, all of this incorrect understanding of the word, uh, when we begin to overcome them, that means our arc is going in the right direction. It's taking the right course. The tabernacle of Moses is in Gibeon, and the ark is taking its route uh, to the tabernacle of David. And so, as it was making this this uh, passage, as as they were bringing it there, it was cursing everyone that got in its way. The ark. The essence of the prophetic psalm comes down to the fact that entering the inherited lot, that is the Canaanite land, is something that God promised. He first promised Abraham, and as an oath to Isaac, confirmed for a statute for Jacob, and finally placed to Israel for an everlasting covenant. And so these are the... uh, steps that are required, the promise, the oath, the statute, and the everlasting covenant. This is the the route that needs to be taken for the ark to be able to move from the one tabernacle to the other. 
from the service of condemnation into the service of justification. As the Lord has promised to Abraham as a covenant, and so the covenant, uh, the promise is that he gave to Abraham uh, that he would give, give it to him and his sons. And so then he also, it says that he gave us an oath to Isaac. The oath is a festive promise or festive uh, news that was given to Abraham. And so he gave, he told Abraham that he would give him the inheritance and he gave it as an oath to Isaac. And third, the law. The statute, he gave it as a statute for Jacob. What is the statute that the law? This is a system, uh, systemized uh, writing of, of, of rules and laws. And so this, this promise and then oath and then statute, he then finally gave it and placed it as an everlasting covenant for Israel. He gave them the law, the written law. This was the faith teaching. God doesn't need to write anything. He, when he says something, it's yes and amen. But the question comes up, why did God write it upon the stone and then upon a a, a scroll and now in, in our Bibles? Lord, when he says something, he will fulfill it. But we are People are such that they will say something and not fulfill it. And so... God needs to give us this law, and this law, this written law, uh, is the faith teaching that we have, because people forget God, and if we forget God, God will forget us, and God worries that we not forget Him. The scriptures say, my nation shall be destroyed because of a lack of, of knowledge. Because you have rejected me, I will reject you from being king. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. The scriptures say, will uh, a mother forgets her nursing child, but even if she does, God will not forget you. And why will he not forget us? Because we remember God's laws. So God promised to Abraham, gave it as an oath to Isaac, confirmed as a statute for Jacob, and placed to Israel for an everlasting covenant. Why did he give it to us again in a written form so that he can make a contract of a covenant with us? God placed it as an everlasting covenant. A covenant is a an agreement between man and, and God. To be able to correctly uh, take part in the service of tithes and offerings, we need to see this everlasting covenant a mutual agreement that was made with him to enter our inherited lot is entering or is exiting the area of the curse of poverty and illness and entering the area of blessing that is the area of healing from poverty and illness and so however the first part of the given place lists the conditions which when fulfilled will allow us to enter this covenant with with covenant of Abraham or take part in it and these conditions are as follows glory 
We need to glory in His holy name. We need to rejoice in our hearts when seeking God. We need to seek the Lord and His strength in every area of our life. We need to seek His face evermore. How do we do this? For this, we need the Ark of God where the Lord reveals Himself to us <clears throat> to move it from Gibeon and to pass through the land of the Philistines cursing and condemning every genetic characteristic in us and glory to God that the Ark of God is moving toward Jerusalem. When people come to pastor and say, I am very disappointed, I have such things stirring up inside of myself. Uh, these things need to be stirred up in us so we could see them. Things that you may hear people say, I hate this quality in my father and my grandfather. These are bad characteristics that they had. Or <clears throat> and when we see this characteristic in ourselves, then we will be able to get rid of it. The fact that we hate it, and it may be in our fathers, our grandparents, just because we hate that doesn't mean that we have left it. We have the same thing, but we may not see it and may behave even worse. But all of this is covered up or somehow concealed. And so the Ark of the, of the Lord needs to reveal all of these, this genetic portrait of, of, these, of these characteristics so that we can be rid of them and work on getting rid of them. Right now we are, we are going to sing a psalm and we will thank God that we have the great privilege to be not in the service of condemnation but in the service of justification. You say, well, I continue to bring offerings in Gibeon. Yes, we need, we bring, uh, bringing offerings in Gibeon <clears throat> while the ark is in Jerusalem is proclaiming <clears throat> the not existent as existent. That means you are already in the service of justification and we will honor God in <clears throat> partaking in this service. Let us stand and sing a psalm.
remind us and will repeat after Pastor Arkady that every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, they were required as a command from Moses, which he received from God, to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation, which they were faithful to for thousands of years. We are that same Israel. We are connected to the same roots. We're nourished by the same olive tree. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hand over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food within your house. I do not give in sorrow. I do not give in impurity. I do not give for the dead. I deeply believe in your unchanging word. And I am glad that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be open to me and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. Please be seated. <laughs> 